This is the Darnell Autry Show. I am Darnell Autry with Daniel Blunk. And here we go. Welcome to the Darnell Autry Show. I am your host, Darnell Autry. And I'm here joined by my co-host, Daniel Blunk. Hello, everybody. How we doing, my man? Very good. And this is, listen, this is the first show. This okay. is our this is our debut show, right? Yes. How are you feeling? How, what, what are you thinking? I'm excited. I am looking forward to having a lot of fun with this. Um, now, how are you feeling about this? That you know, <laughs> I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I'm I'm a little nervous, right? I'm a little nervous. Uh, it's our first show. You know, you're not sure uh, whether or not people are gonna listen. Uh, you're not right, sure right. if you're saying the right things. Yeah. You know? So, so if I were uh, an opposing head coach and I were to call a timeout right now, would I would I be icing the Darnell? Oh yeah, definitely, absolutely. I'm definitely shanking this thing to the left for sure. But you know, <laughs> it it's still it, it's the first though, right? So, yeah. so when you when you when you're doing your first, you go into the great abyss, right? The 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 great unknown. You yes. know, it's it's um, you just never know, yeah, right? You never know, and this essentially is what this show is about, right? This is this is this show is about inspiring people to you know take risks to get in to get into the great abyss to yes. to take that step forward and. You know, hopefully we can do that through stories and we're going to do it through some interviews and, you know, uh, and, and, and in these stories, there's going to be some successes. But I think the, the most important part is is the failures. Right. There is there is a lot of lessons. In failing. Right. And yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. What is it you have told me before? Uh, I'm trying to remember how it goes. Every overnight success, every overnight success is yeah yeah the the ten years yeah ten years in the making yes yeah so it, so yeah the, it it takes you know I guess the the analogy is and there's probably a lot of different analogies out there but you know the overnight success is really just about the right here right now right but but you don't see the the work the grind the practice that goes into that success, right? And there's and there's a lot of people out there that are that, that feel like they're losing or essentially that they've lost. And that's the difference between losing and lost, obviously, is that you're actively and you may not even know it, you're actively in that ten year grind. You're in you're in the midst, right? You have a you have a mission or a goal, but you're currently working towards something. But it sucks, right? It's it's the mundane. It's the not fun. It's all the things that people that want to succeed aren't willing to do. And then there's and then there's the people that that feel like they've lost, right? That I had a goal, I had a dream, I had a a, a mission, and I lost. I'm I'm no longer going to do that mission. Okay, right? I'm I remember you had told me, and this was one of the most fascinating things to learn this. You had told me the difference between a a better team and a worse team was how the team deals with a loss or deals with losing. And I thought that was just so fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, I think 
the difference between good teams and bad teams is bad teams lose a lot, right? Good teams don't lose very often. Right. Right? And so when a good team loses, they they take the loss and they learn from it. They look at the film. They analyze how they as a team need to improve. But more importantly, individually. So I'm going to tell you something about this concept real quick. That, okay. So people that have been on a team that have 100% buy-in understand the concept that the individual and the team is one and the same. That okay. that the individual on the team plays a very integral part of the whole, right? So everybody is equally valued. Okay. Everybody contributes. So when the team loses, we all lose. But individually, if you can understand how and why you lost and individually you buy into these are the things that I need to do individually for the team to get better and avoid those losses, then you now have a whole team that understands why you lost and that they in in turn will then go, okay, I'm going to get better. I'm going to do my part to ensure that we don't lose again. So in a loss on a bad team, there's a lot of finger pointing, right? This person should have done that. That person should have done this. That person should have done that. Um, On a good team, there's a lot of self-reflection. I, as an individual, I need to be better. Okay. Right. I need to, I need to step up as the leader of the defense to make sure that our defense, you know, that it doesn't come down to one play that wins or loses our game for us. That that I, I need to step up as a, as a running back and do my part and get that first down and seal the game. So, you know, if I had to, if I had to have, an analogy, right, for the show and or for how great teams and bad teams respond to losses. It was probably it would probably be my sophomore year at Northwestern. You know, the first game we played, we played Notre Dame and we were I think we were underdogs but like, I don't know, 30, 40 points. I don't know. They had Ron Paulus who was supposed to be all everything and back-to-back-to-back, Heisman Trophy winner or whatever. They had a great team. Um, My freshman year, they beat the hell out of us, you know, like 54 to 7 or 10 or 14. I don't don't know. I blacked out on the loss. It was that bad. (laughs) It was was horrendous. So so going into my sophomore year, you know, we had just played Notre Dame. We beat them. And we had a bye week right after that. So during that bye week, obviously the media and we were a huge hit, right? Our, our, they, they were, I was interviewing like I was Walter Payton, like they wanted to know my story and where am I from and everybody on the team and, you know, how did you guys do it and how's this and that and blah, blah, blah. So we had about two weeks before the Miami-Ohio game to really bask in our glory, if you will. Okay, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So Miami-Ohio, we go into the game favored. And, and I don't know when the last time Northwestern's ever been favored in a game. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I have no idea. I, I don't know what year that would be, but it, it but it had to have been a long time. I'm, I'm guessing at least 30 years. I don't, I don't know. I don't know when we were favored, but we were favored. And, you know, we got into that game and 
we were up at halftime. I think we were up by 15 or 20 or something like that. And, you know, I was on the sideline like I was Dan Marino. I had my, you know, baseball hat on. This game's over. You know, I'm laughing and joking on the sidelines and all this and that. And all of a sudden, the wheels just start falling off this game. You know, second half just is a disaster. They've got blocked punts and they're returning kickoffs. And, you know, we're going three and out on offense and defense can't stop. I mean, it just all of a sudden the wheels all just come off of this thing and we lose and when we lost I remember being in the locker room feeling more stunned than anything okay and then after after the loss we you know we we left went home and then we came back and regrouped and I remember feeling like I could have done better right I should have done more right I should have done my part I should have and if you understand the concept of like the individual and the team all being one and the same, I got to imagine that everybody on that team felt the same way, right? From coaches to, to players to trainers, everybody felt like, wow, how could I have done better? How could I have fixed this and not had this happen, right? How did, you know, and, and there was a lot of stories about finishing and obviously if you're up, you got to finish, but at the end of the day, we as a team took ownership of that loss individually and as a team, right? We looked at ourselves and said, listen, we're better than this. Not only are we better than this, but individually we can do more. Individually we want to do more. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I like that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So individually we could do more. So that it doesn't come down to just a block punt or just a field goal or... Uh, just the first down, right? If you're doing what we need to do, you know, your game doesn't come down to that. Your game shouldn't come down to that. And if it does, Mm -hmm. right, and if it does, then the result of that, whether it be win or loss, you still respond to it in a way that puts the team ahead of you individually, and then you then start looking and having a self-reflection of how do we uh, avoid that scenario again, right? So essentially, this is what this this whole show is really about, right? The lessons in the grind. No one saw you in rehearsals and was worried that you weren't going to get it, right? No one saw you at practice, you know, dropping that pass over and over and over again so that when you get into the game, people start worrying, are you going to catch it, right? This is part of the small failures that lead to the level of success and whatever that level of success is for you, right? Whether it's a, a big concert or a, a, a game on Saturday or Friday or, or Sunday. Um, that's about, th- th- this is what this show is about. It's okay. about like, talking about those things. All right. This is, this is really interesting because as a football fan, I remember that season that Northwestern had. I remember that first game of them beating Notre Dame. I, I was probably as in shock as the rest of the country was mm-hmm. that Northwestern beat Notre Dame. And I remember the Miami of Ohio game. I remember watching it and thinking, what? From my perspective, right, from a fan's perspective, it's like, what What happened? They, they went from Notre Dame to Miami of Ohio. So not knowing the story, right? Right. But then seeing what Northwestern did from that point on winning the Big Ten title, going to the Rose Bowl, and all this and that, 
I could only have guessed what what happens. How, how does a team, or why does a team go on to win the Big Ten title after you, what had to be just a, a soul-crushing loss to Miami, Ohio. And it was, it was so interesting to hear this, to hear this again right now, to hear you tell a story, because you had told me this once before. Mm-hmm. And even now, sitting here listening to it, there are so many things I heard this time and I've learned this time that I I didn't hear the first time. It, it's this absolutely fascinating glimpse into a world that maybe a lot of us aren't uh, privileged to. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know what a a locker room in a in a major college. You know, football. Program. I don't know what that's like. Well, I would. I mean, I, at that time, I wouldn't call us a major. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I, I, I get, I get, I get what you're saying. Absolutely, and I think that I'm, I am forever grateful to be a, be the fishing pole, right? To be the person that people go to and go, well, what, what do you think about this? Or you know, how was, what was this like? What was that like? And it's great for me because uh, I get the chance to tell my story. You know, I get the chance to tell other guys' stories. I also get a chance to um, to relive them, which is which is really cool because you know I'm old now, and so like reliving those things <laughs> is like, oh yeah, back in the day, I have Al Bundy moments. Like back in my day, you know, I scored three touchdowns, and you know, but right. yeah. So, but it's it's good because I always thought because I didn't know any better that I always thought that that's how all teams dealt with losses and wins and missions and plans, you know, because I came from, you know, a high school where I had a great head coach. We as an individual, as a team, weren't that great. But my head coach always, you know, pushed me to be, to take on the responsibility to lead, right? But lead by example, not lead because he says I should lead, but lead by what, how do I want to lead, right? And it's through work ethic. It's through the grinding every week in practice. It's the doing more than everybody else. It's the, you're not privileged. You know, you, you should be doing more than everybody else because you're the guy, right? And so I always assume that that's how you should lead, right? Always doing more. And so when I got to college, you know, a freshman year, I struggled a little bit, but that was more, you know, being 18 years old and trying to figure life out. But right. but the football stuff and the field stuff always stayed the same, right? My my idea and my, um, you know, how I was built was I'm just going to have to do more. That's just the way it is. I don't, I don't, I didn't earn the right to do less, right? I earned the right to do more. And so... I always assumed that that's what great leadership was. And, 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 and it became more and more true as I started looking, as I started getting into the NFL and things like that, that the great players always did more. So leadership always required you to work harder, right? To fail more, to, to give more of yourself than anybody else is willing to do. And so, you know, this show, I wanted to be able to share stories and give examples of um, people and and situations where they did more when when the general when the outside looking in would expect you to do less, right? Because you're the guy, 
You know, you're the guy. You should get more rest. Why, why, why do you have to do all the mundane things? You're the guy, right? Why do you have to be the first one in the locker room or the first one in the gym or the first one on the football field? Why do you have to be that? Why do you have to be the last one to leave? Why, why? You're the guy. Everybody knows you're the guy, right? Yeah. But, but it, it, it to be effective, right, you lead by example. And the thing that, that always um, was ingrained in me was, you know, you don't demand respect, you command it. Oh, nice. Right? Nice. Yeah, I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? You don't, you don't demand respect, you command it. And that's work. To yeah. command respect and to be a leader, that's work. So hopefully, you know, this show... Um, We'll, we'll share a lot of these different examples and stories and these people, right? Because I, I have a lot of friends and a lot of different people that I'd love to bring on the show that are, that are going to tell you stories about when they failed, right? Stories of when they weren't sure that they were the guy, yeah, right? And then, and then hopefully we'll also have people in here that are, there are people on the show that are like still wondering if they are the guy. Or the woman, right? Yeah. Because that's 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 um, um, really what it's about, right? It's not about like what happens on Saturday and Sunday. For me, that's not how I measure it, right? Saturday and Sunday is the result, okay? Right. But the lead up to, and then the juxtaposition between all the work I put into it. And then the result, right? It's not whether or not I win or lose. It's how do I perform on that, right? So all week long, for instance, uh, and I can't remember the game, and I'm sure my guys on the team will remember, but there was a game, there was a week where we couldn't do anything right in practice. Okay. Like we're, we're on a streak. We've won three or four games in the Big Ten, and we just, for whatever reason in practice, just couldn't get a play right. We were messing up. I was dropping the ball. I mean, it was... There was a moment where you're like, are we going to show up on Saturday? Because this looks really terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. But then somehow, some way, you know, we, you, we, you start out rusty, and then you catch your groove, and you go, oh, yeah, this is, this is really what it's about. But the, the real story of that win was the, was the week before, right? It's the week before. It's the, like, what are we doing? What are you guys doing? The the holding each other accountable. Like you got to catch that ball. No, you got to throw it up higher. You got to block, make that block. You got to I mean holding everybody accountable when you're not at your best. Gotcha. So, you know, it, it, I I hope it is my it is my passion that this show is about um, that process, right? The process of. Um, not whether or not you win or lose, but all the work that it takes to be your best so that you end up winning more than you lose. God, I like that. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Thank you for joining us at the Darnell Autry Show. We're out.